What is up, nerds? My name is Steven, and I am here. Your I am your host this week uh, for the Bible Thump. I am the family pastor here at Sojourn Church, New Albany, uh, which is currently the host of the LTN offices, which I'm currently recording in. Thank you, uh, Matt and Luke, for so graciously letting me borrow your office and your nice recording equipment, because otherwise this would sound like I'm in a tin can recording it on a VHS sort of tape player. It would have been bad. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for letting me use the office. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm in the Batcave a little bit in the, in the heart of the lair. But um, so anyway, this week for the Bible Thump, we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 through 34. So let's just dig right in. Here we go. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them. But they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and called, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, We want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes, and instantly they could see. Then they followed him. So, have you ever been on a uh, vacation or gone somewhere new that you had no idea where you were, but you knew you wanted to be somewhere in that vicinity and you just didn't know how to get there? Uh, and then you get lost, maybe? So when I was uh, about 12, my family was on vacation in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and there's this really nice road called Interstate 64. And if you know interstates, you know that interstates run north and south, east and west. And so if it's an even number, you know it runs east and west. And so we were west of the beach, and we're at Virginia Beach, and we wanted to go east to the beach. And so my family, we all get in the car. We're like, we're going to the beach. And so what do we do? We get on 64 East, and we drive, and we drive, and we drive, and we drive, and we keep driving. And all of a sudden, my dad's looking at the sky and saying, we're driving into the sunset. We're driving west. But we were on 64 East. We checked the map. We were like, yep, all the signs say we're on 64 East. But we're currently going west. And we were so confused. But what happens is 64 East actually does this kind of curly loop where it heads towards the beach, and then it curls back on itself, and it starts going away from the beach, and it starts going west. And the whole thing was, we thought we knew exactly where we, we were going. We thought we knew exactly where we were, but we didn't. We had no idea where we were. We had no idea where we were going because the roads were confusing and we hadn't really looked into it. And so this afternoon, the thing I'd like for you to consider is, I think, some things that you can see in this passage in Matthew. And that's, first off, as humans, you need to know where you are. And the second thing that you need to know is you, you need to know where do you want to go. And the third thing that we need to know is how do you plan on getting there? So... One, know where you are, two, know where you want to go, and three, know how you want to get there. So first, know where you are. All right, so look at these blind guys, right? They know exactly where they are. They are blind on the side of the road, homeless. And so they want it to be anywhere but where they are. And sometimes that's how we feel, is, you know what, I just, I want to get out. I want to be anywhere but here. And so you know where you are, which is just where you don't want to be. And 
I think this realization sometimes can be healthy because what it helps you realize is what I'm doing right now, the way I'm living my life, what, where I'm going right now in my life, it isn't working. Um, the problem becomes that you don't really know what you want from there. You just know you don't want to be where you are presently. And that's why people usually, and I mean, I, I relate to this and I hope you do too, but we trade one addiction for the other. We, we know we don't want to be where we're at. I know I don't think, you know, binging Netflix is going to fix it, so I'm just going to go play more golf. Or golf wasn't going to fix it, and so I'm going to go just throw my life into my work. Or any of those sorts of different things. And it just doesn't work. And the reason is, is because what we think we're doing is we're like, okay, where I'm at's not good, so I'm going to, I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to change directions. But really all you've done is just change lanes. You're still going the same place. You've just in a different lane. And so I think that's the second thing that you have to really know is you need to know where do you actually want to go. It's not just good enough to say where I'm at is not good, right? So I know right now these blind men, they know like where we're at is not good. They know that. But then the question is like, well, where do you want to go from where you're at? Like, where is it that you want to go? And so you read this next part of the passage where they shout out to Jesus, these two blind men on the side of the road, and they say, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And the crowds who are like, they probably deserve to be there. They send, their parents send something. Who cares about these guys? They're losers. They're on the side. They're like, yeah, forget about them. And yet, they just shout louder. And they say, Lord David, son of... Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And when Jesus hears them, he stops and he calls out to them. And I think this is so fascinating. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And if you think about it for a second, it's like, Jesus, that's a dumb question. What do you, they're, they're blind, they're homeless on the side of the road. What do you think they want you to do for them? And we don't really know why Jesus asked this question specifically to them. But I think it's what he's trying to do for us today, too, which is he's trying to confront us with the the desires of our heart. He's trying to say, what is it that you truly want out of life? Do you think the thing that you say you want, is it just a job? Is it just a better relationship? Is is it just money? Is, Is it just comfort, peace? Is it just something? Do you think once you'd have it, is that all you really want? Will that really make you happy if you finally caught the thing that you were chasing? And maybe you think the answer is, yeah, if the, yeah, I think that would finally make me happy. And then it's like, well, go get it. Go chase. I think that's such a fascinating thing that Jesus doesn't say, here's what I'm going to do for you guys right now. But he actually puts the ball in the court of these blind men to say, what do you want? And I think he's doing the same thing for us where he gives us freedom and he says, What is it that you want? And I think that's a hard question for a lot of us to answer. Because you have to figure out what do you hope is really at the end of the road that you're on. Well, the Bible makes it pretty clear that the thing that all humans want, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what your life circumstances are, the thing that you desire more than anything in the world is God. The thing that we want more than anything is to be present with him 
to be known by him, um, to be made safe with him. And the question you have to ask is, is the road that I'm on going to lead me to him? Or is the road I'm on going to lead me away from him? And then once you know that, then you have to ask yourself, like, is, it, is God what I really want? Because I think a lot of times we, we might say, well, I want some of the things that maybe God kind of offers as a peripheral benefit. But I think we have to maybe take some deeper, deeper questions, slow down a little bit, and to consider, do we really think that getting more of God will satisfy me? Because most of the time we don't. Most of the time we think God's something else, like, I, can, I, I really want this other thing, and maybe God can help me get that thing. Maybe God can help me get mental stability. Maybe God can help me finally feel uh, like I'm secure. And the thing is, is, those things are wonderful. Security, mental health, those are all great things, but those are, those are ultimately only found in the presence of God. And so, the question then becomes, well, how do you get there? So if I really believe, okay, God has all sorts of good, he's got mental health for me, it's available to me, he wants to give me peace and joy, that's available to me through Jesus in God. Okay, I want that. And then you say, well, God's got security for me, he will protect me, he is my rock and my foundation. Nothing can take me from the hand of God. All right, so I want that security, those are good things to want. And they're with God, okay, so that's what I want. God has offered me, like, you can go any direction. It's like, well, God, I I want what you have. I want life with you. But how do you get there? So you know where you are, which is where you don't want to be. And you know what you want, which is life with God. But then the question is, well, well, how do we get there? And I think, again, it's really fascinating what the author of Matthew is doing here. Because these blind men... This is what happens. Let's just read it. It says, Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see. So here's the tricky, well, not the tricky thing, it's just so fascinating, is Jesus heals them. They get the thing they wanted, which was sight. Now, they can do anything with their sight now. They could go get a job. They could go swim in the ocean. They could go do anything they wanted to with their sight. And what is... Matthew tells us that they do. It says, then they followed him. And I think it's just so astounding. It's like, if you could only really see, what would you do? And Matthew is saying, if you really have sight, if you can really see the thing that you're going to long after, you would see that the only way to, to get access to life with God is to follow Jesus. So these blind men know they're blind. They're blind on the side of the road. They know what they want. They want to be healed. And once they're healed, they follow Jesus. They knew where they were, and it wasn't where they wanted to be. They knew what they wanted, which was to be healed, and they wanted fullness of life. And what they found is once they were fully healed, once they could see, they were like, fullness of life is going to be found not by using our sight for ourselves, but it's going to be used in following Jesus. And that's where we're going to find the good life that we've been looking for And this whole process, everything that Jesus has put in place for these blind men is summed up in his first sermon ever uh, that we've got recorded, which is in Mark 1.15. And it's simply, repent and believe the good news. The kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, And it's pretty simple, right? I mean, it's maybe a 
old-fashioned word, but repent. We just we recognize the road that we're on isn't going to get us where we need to go, and we need to turn around. And then believe. We turn to God. We turn away from the things that are destroying us, and we turn to God saying, you are the only one who can give me the fullness of life that I've been looking for, that can give me deep joy, deep peace, deep satisfaction, that is not just superficial, but that is going to satisfy my every fiber of my being. And so what do we do once we've we turn from our sin and we turn to God? I, what do we do next? How do we keep going down the new road? Well, we follow Jesus. So this week, I encourage you to read this passage in Matthew. Chew on it for a little bit. It's Matthew 20, 29 through 34. Consider, where are you? Consider, where do you want to go? And just think about, how do you plan on getting there? And I hope as you consider these questions, you'll consider the story of these two blind men, that they saw that the only true way to have good and everlasting life was to repent, believe, and follow Jesus. Well, my name's Stephen. Thanks for joining me this week for the Bible Thump. And as always, just to remind you, Jesus loves you, nerds. <laughs>